Well, hello, darlings. Here I am. Oh, on Egg's Isle. Dreaming of you all on the mainland. Hoping you are well. What a glorious, glorious day this is. I'm so happy that last year I told all those tourists to skip August, come in September when it's beautiful and secret and warm. Oops. I'm so happy to be here. You know, it's so lovely sitting here. I'm in the cells, the Mandy cells, uh, radio tower here on Exile. High up in my tower, looking out over this beautiful mass of land that plumps itself out of the ground like a hard nipple boob. And it's lovely sitting here looking at all the pear trees swaying in the breeze. The pear being the most abundant tree on Exile. And looking out of that swollen, swollen harbor, that water, Jesus Crow. On our own Coast Guard pier, which we do have, um, but it's an anti-Coast Guard, anti-government anarchist pier that is just filled with mines that no one goes down it. Um, the water is almost to the very top. It's almost creeping over the pier. Maybe the water will set off a mine. Who knows? I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to a little early 4th of July. I don't know if any of you would be. You would be. But my babes... I am so excited to have this little audio nugget recorded for you. I sat down with a dear friend of mine, and by I, I mean my godson Sullivan, sat down with Mary DeAngelis, an uh, amazing cartoonist, artist, fashion designer, um, joie de vivre connoisseur in town, and we discussed uh, her career in this town, we discussed design, we discussed retail, we discussed the loudness of our cackling. I'm so excited to share a little portion of our interview here, and you can go to exile.com or something on exile.com, and you can find Mary's, uh, our full conversation online there. But here's just a little snippet for you to enjoy. Um, hope you like it. And after this, I have a little story for you from Exile, from Chrysalis the Hair Driest. So... Hold on to your seat belts. I hope you're wearing them. There's all the iterations of uh, Cafe Heaven. That oh, cool. was, has always been a, um, a cafe, and it's been about, it's had about five different owners. Because um, you worked there, right? I worked there. That was that was the last place I worked before I started my own business. <laughs> it was like uh, it's where I hit my bottom. <laughs> it was when Dude. I finally went. Oh, Mary, if you want to stay in this town, you have to recreate yourself because that's how I became a clothing designer. I love that because. It was like, you thought these were the nicest restaurant people you could work for, and yet, you erred. (laughs) (laughs) And I went home, and I created my whole business. And when was that? It was something like 92 or something like that. And that was like, you had like the season, the season ended. The season, 
it was everything was fine until August, and then the two <laughs> women that owned it that were lovely turned into insane people. Oh wow! And which happens to like everybody Everyone. in August. I it's know. like you crack. I know. And um, they blamed me for something. One of them. One of them cracked. The other one was, of course, having an affair. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, and, and the, the other one turned, like, into a maniac and um, blamed me for something I didn't do. Oh, wow. And, and I went, I left weeping that day. And I, I didn't quit because I'm really responsible. Mm. <laughs> like, I don't know why I didn't say, you know, fuck your mother, I'm leaving. Yeah. But I didn't. But um, so I, um, I went home that day and I lied down and I um, talked to my dead grandmother. Oh, wow. Who had just died and left me a sewing machine. No way. And because you had sewn before, because you had expressed interest. Well, not exactly, but I went to sewing school, which was like for five minutes. But I've forgotten just everything. Because. Yeah. So she 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 left the sewing machine, and um, I had started just. Um, making little tank tops that I was sewing just as a meditation to unwind from um, being a waitron, a breakfast waitress. <laughs> and um, and I just started wearing them to work, and people would say to me, oh, that's really nice. And, and I remember Marion saying, why don't you just... Sew your little tank tops and sell them. And you were with Marion at the time, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. We'd been together 40. What? 40 years. <laughs> you better turn those things down because I have a really loud laugh. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was 26. She was 39. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's turning 80. No way. This this coming year, no and way. it'll be our 40th anniversary. Oh, my God. <laughs> Isn't that a trip? But, darlings, I'm here to tell you, tell you, just chat with you. Uh, I don't know, darlings, if you've ever heard the story of... Um, Chrysalis, the uh, hair driest. Have you heard of Chrysalis, the hair driest, my children? Have I told you that tale from exile? Well, bundle up in your knitted wool underwears. Feel the scratch as you tidy yourself up, crinkle yourself up in bed, and listen like you did to Roosevelt during the war. Which one? I think the second. I know the second, Randy. Um, this is the story of Chrysalis, the hair driest, another beautiful tale from exile. <clears throat> Chrysalis came to exile in 2004. Chrysalis on the mainland had owned a beautiful hair salon down in the east end, hidden between Phoenixes and the slash, um, slash, store 
that only sold slash marks. It was kind of like tattooing, but it was just little delicate cuts that they scarred, so you had these beautiful slash marks. It was a huge thing in Philadelphia in the 80s, and that guy moved here and it lingered for a little bit until they were put out of business. But um, right in between those two businesses was uh, Chrysalis the Hairdryer's Salon. Before we even go there, no, you couldn't get a bob. No, you couldn't get a shag. No, you couldn't even get your rat tail trimmed. No, at Chrysalis's dry hair driest, all you could do was get your hair dried. But darlings, before you get all in a huff and angry and scream at me like you're prone to, just imagine how incredible the hair dryings must have been for people not to be mad. It was like you were... Like, picture yourself as a King Charles Spaniel that was thrown off of the boat, the ferry, and you're rescued. You look like a friggin' honey-dripped rat in the water. Imagine you are that, and you come out looking like a cavalier spaniel. Shining red hair, sparkling in the sun, almost blinding. Once when I left Chrysalis, the hair driest, driest salon... I took my hair and flung it to the side because there was a mosquito eating my armpit. And I flung my hair to get the mosquito off. And the shine that expounded off of my hair caused a three head-on collisions. One at the corner of Howland and Bradford. One at the corner of Miami-Dade in Florida. Because it caught a satellite. That was right above us at the time. And then the other was down on Kylie Court. There were almost deaths. That's how shiny my hair was after this blow dryest. And Chrysalis was hard to book. You think Joey at Monument is hard to book, darlings? A try waiting three months for the consultation for the dry. Because Chrysalis doesn't just go ahead and just go for it. Chrysalis needs to do a sketch. Needs to do a watercolor and ink drawing to get to know exactly what she's going to do. Needs to get really deep in there to understand. And what a beautiful result. I would wait anything for it. The first time I got my hair blown dried by Chrysalis, the blown dryer, that's when um, Al Gore asked me to marry him. And I said, no, but I will give you the title for your new documentary, which I actually thought of when I was doing the circuit with my own environmental documentary. I was at the circuit of festivals, and everywhere I went, I was put in a booth that was by the door, by the bathrooms, and I looked at Al Gore, and I said, well, that is an inconvenient booth. But <clears throat> Chrysalis, the hair driest, had the most amazing skills you could imagine, and but still, some, I mean, as we all know, um, the time when people had money to pay for expensive things ended pretty abruptly. 2008 was very hard, and Chrysalis didn't even make it there. She knew what was coming, and she was smart enough to get out. So Chrysalis um, packed up her store, was about to leave. Little did she know that when she locked her door at midnight um, and took the key, the golden key to her door, and instead of giving it to the new lessee of the building, just threw it in the bay, she actually hit A, exiles Sharon in the eye, almost blinding him. Um, but his yelp attracted her to the water, and she looked, and she saw there that A had already put all of her things in his skiff, and they were about to go off to exile. 
And on Exile, it's been the same for Chrysalis. She has her own shop now. She has her same shop that was then bulldozed down, was rebuilt onto Exile as it was being bulldozed on the mainland. And now it sits on the very edge of town in the East End, as well on the East End of Exile. And it looks over our own special harbor, which instead of there being scallop fishermen and lobster fishermen, there's plastic fishermen. And there's iron ore fishermen. And then there is um, toothbrush and retainer fisherwomen. And that's that, those are who Chrysalis settles her eyes on. And those are who Chrysalis gives free hair dries to. Um, to receive a free hair dryest appointment from Chrysalis is akin to being made a cardinal in the Roman Catholic Church minus the horrifying abuse. But it's that same level of awesome for them. Um, I have received, I mean, I'm not going to boast, but I've received many free blow dryers, And that's because Chrysalis and I have come up together. That's because Chrysalis and I saved each other's asses how many times in Provincetown. Like when she tried to steal the recipe to Spiritus's pizza and was arrested by Edwidge, who had flown in on a helicopter after she heard rumors of what we were about to do. It was me who cut Chrysalis's hair out of the helicopter wings. It was me who fell with her 35 feet from the helicopter down. And it was me who barreled us onto um, Skid Row's uh, slide that he has off the side of his house for his cat, and we plummeted into the bay and saved our lives. So she owes me one, but I also owe her one. Chrysalis, the blow driest makes me feel more beautiful than I have ever understood. And I'm happy and I will honor her process. The last time I had a blow dryest from her, um, first of all, she gets it. She makes you come in um, dry and then she wets your hair. She wet my hair this time with equal parts buttermilk, goat curd, and lichen. Mashed up into a sort of smoothie, which she put on my head. And this, she rubbed into my scalp until I started hysterically crying and screaming. Yes, it was my arithmetic teacher's cruel description of me as a dum-dum-rum-rum that made me want to never do math again. And then she actually washed out the lichen and the goat curd and the buttermilk with my own tears. I, sorry, I washed out all of this with my own tears. And it was then that she started to blow dry about two and a half hours later after the tears started to dry up. And she blew driest my hair. She blew driest my hair with a candle and an old, um, an old pancake flipper. She would heat the pancake flipper with the candle then slowly run it through my hair. It took 11 hours. 11 hours. But when I had my last strand finally dried by the pancake flipper, I was free of the trauma of Mrs. O'Malley in arithmetic in South Boston, 1949. And to Chrysalis, I will honor her process whenever she needs to do the, the way that she does. <laughs> Whew, 
darlings, I never know when we're going to get an emotional story, but we got one today, and I thank you for riding through it with me. Y'all, I hope you have a gorgeous day. I love this gray, this gorgeous gray, because it reminds me of the gorgeous gray of my soul. All right, darlings, see you later. Enjoy life, enjoy your friends, and I will talk to you at a later.